here with a good friend of mine. How long have we known each other? Really? Let me think about that one. Dude, it's like, it's on the 20-year level. It's probably more than 20 years at this well, point. We're sitting here with uh, Eric, very talented musician. Throw that out there all around. Um, I really know him because I used to date his sister. I actually lost my virginity to his uh, sister. We're gonna, okay, we're going to go there. We've had this conversation before, but uh, oh, well, fair enough. We've had this. <laughs> yeah, story. we've had it, right. But, you know, Let's let everybody in on this All three one. listeners, <laughs> may, they may not have heard this whole story. And they may love it. You know, yeah. That and third person may just be chock full of loveness. <laughs> <laughs> it may also be your sister. Uh, uh, it's possible, but you know. Who knows? Uh, but her, her listenings these days are... Uh, very narrow in the she has turned uh, a little bit religious a little bit back in the day uh, you know 20 plus years ago she was a little bit wild she was a fun mm. girl I, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about her yeah. she was uh, I think we dated we dated for I don't know probably 15 16 minutes maybe <laughs> that was just this, the, the amount of time I lasted the first time. Oh, Lord. No, but um, I think we dated for, you know, maybe like a half a year, you know? She was one of my, uh, yeah, one of my first real girlfriends, but... Um, she kind of kept that a secret, so... <laughs> well, she did have another guy. Was she 14 at the time? <laughs> Chris Hansen, damn it. <laughs> no, but I mean, she actually would have another guy. Stuart... Not naming oh names. Lord, I remember we got to bleep that. Um, he, uh, <laughs> she would have him because I did. I was a, I was a winner in high school. I didn't have a car. Uh, um, well, yeah, but and uh, so your she, feet were great. My feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could walk like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm sitting here barefoot, so I thought you were making a comment about my feet. So. Well, I mean that. Let's we'll do that later. But Anywho, they are nice. But um, she, um, Stuart really liked her, and uh, she used him for a ride. But she would have him drop her off at my house every day after school and then we'd hang out and, and do what young teenagers do which is uh, you know normally drugs and then some sex or something of that nature and then she would have Stuart come pick her back up later so thanks, so, thanks Stuart. I think what you're saying is she had, was running the game way before yeah yeah the she, game was being run. She may have been invest, inventing the game. Yeah there was a game well, I mean, you know, Stuart could really drive you places <laughs> in a good way. He might even have something for you along the way. Metaphorically and yeah, seriously. Well, you know, bleep that name because don't want to burn that bridge. Uh, you, you are friends with I'm friends with his wife. I really just, I love Heather to death. So I wouldn't want to say anything bad about her husband. And I, I do like Stuart. I uh, yeah, I definitely like Stuart. But, uh, yeah. I, was, sure. I met Stuart through his brother, John. I was friends with John first. Another very artistic. Who John was awesome. Talented. As far as drawing, this kid, wow. Above. You and him both, you two guys always impressed me. You and John, because I'd see like your name in the papers. But I mean, he got in the paper good he there. Actually, yeah. He actually worked for the paper. But before he was, that, he was just like taking pictures and being affiliated. Then he, yeah. Yeah, I was I was impressed by that as well. And it was, it kind of shocked me that he ended up be, being like, um, Beating his wife and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when he was like yeah. the head writer, and uh, for people who don't know, this is a small town paper where one person pretty much writes all the articles. Yeah. So and uh, he didn't go to school for this, you know. He just, you know, he just had it like that. Yeah, it's not like he had a journalism degree. He just kind of somehow became a head writer. But the dude could draw like nobody's yeah. business. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. But 
getting back to how I knew you, I think right. I knew your sister a little bit before you, but we became friends because you were um, you were always hustled weed and you're always riding. Did shows. I hustle weed? Oh my god! <laughs> I smoked weed. And I, I mean, I remember like I, I would go to get an ounce of weed from you, and I you, sold weed. No, you would be a middleman. And, oh, okay, you know, okay. But okay. you were the best guy to go to if you wanted an ounce, and you ended it. And you'd end up with three quarters in rounds when you got back with the bag. Right. Right. But, I mean... Well, I, this sounds right. That's, I mean, that's, back far enough. Uh, it's probably the same thing today, but... No. Um, no, 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 no. It's, uh... Yeah. We put those days behind us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. From what I hear, I remember you got in a little bit of trouble. I mean, for something related to that. I mean, we don't need to bring it I've up. been in trouble... Marijuana related three times right. before me as well. Oh no, I've got two simple possession charges myself. Yeah. No, and if you know, th those to me are like the lightest. Those are like I have a simple possession. Those are nerf charges in in my opinion. Uh, I was involved in a thing where there was like a half a pound of l real good marijuana. Half yeah, a, half a pound of marijuana. Half a pound of uh, loud Mary Jane. And uh, I wasn't buying, I was just there when the shit went down. Right. That's a long story. But uh, at the end of the story, we got into some trouble, me and a friend of mine, just for being there. Did this have something to do with a uh, spoon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the time of the spoon. Oh, God, can you... Pl I mean, I've heard this once before, but... Yeah. So, I, anyway, I a friend of mine... I, I think the listeners. Right, right. A friend really of mine, he, he was ready to spend a whole lot of money on some on some weed, and I was gonna get. He was, since I was hooking him up with a connection that was far from here, uh, he was gonna just pretty much give me some weed for doing it. So I'm just, I just gotta go ride, be there, and then I get some weed out of the deal. Well, we get up to the place where we're going, which is like two hours away from here, and the dude's like, Nah, man. I don't have it. <laughs> and like he had told me the day before, it's fucking, yeah, it'll be straight. Come on up. <laughs> so we get there, and he's like, nah, I gotta, whatever, re-up, probably tomorrow. And we're like, nah, man, we, we came all the way up here. And he goes, well, there's, there's, there's one other place I can go. And right when he said that, I'll never forget it, the red flag went up. So, because I can look back on this, and I can, I could have stopped this whole thing from happening. He says, I know this other person. And right away, immediately, I was just wigged out hard. And I was like, dude, you, do you really want to still do this? And he was like, look, I drove all the fucking way up here. Let's do this. So we go 20 minutes from there to another town. And uh, we pull into McDonald's. At which point, as soon as he pulls in, I see this dude walking toward the truck. It's four-door truck. And... Maybe a split second after I see him, and I know he's the guy that's coming to bring this marijuana. I see a cop car, like, slowly fucking rolling behind him. And that's exactly what you want to hear. Oh. Or, or see, rather. Oh. As a drug dealer's going. Oh, my God. He jumps in the truck. We could have locked the doors. He would have never got in the truck. But, unfortunately, it was the second thing I saw, and it was not good. You know, there were red flags in between the whole way there because I was just uneasy about it. But at this point, red flags aside, you knew what the fucking deal was. The cops were fixing to roll up, which they did, right behind the truck so we couldn't back out. 
and they're taking people out of the car. Right. The dude that jumped in, he tells my friend who's driving, and I'm in the back, <laughs> just because I wanted, I don't know, I thought I was distancing myself from trouble, but that, that's not how this works. Oh yeah, the guy's in the back seat. Right, They're exactly. They're innocent. Oh my God, that's, that was, that, that's all I could do. That's all I had, was like, I'll ride in the back. So I'm in the back where the guy jumps in, jumps in, he does something, we don't know what, but he goes, hey man, don't let them search your truck. <laughs> At which point my friend goes, Goddamn, goddamn, they'll have the goddamn drug dogs here in goddamn five fucking minutes. I'm thinking, nah, he, he don't know. He's thinking, why don't we have the drug dogs here? Whatever. By the time we get out, there's like three more cop cars pulling in. It's big deal. Like they fucking knew. And, and what town is this in again? I can't I can't reveal that is, part. It's is, North Carolina. Is it a small town? Uh, yeah, yeah. Aren't all towns in North Carolina small? It's exactly. one of the big. It's one of the exactly. medium-sized towns. Yeah, for, for you like that. listeners that don't know, uh, when shit like this happens in a small town, it's it's like a fucking terrorist. Oh my god! Fucking episode has gone off. So, would you please get out of the car? Everybody's out. Um. At which point, now, what I forgot to tell you is, I've been working on magic tricks. Now, this was the point in my life where that I was just, I was into some shit. I pulled some things off people liked, and then I was into some shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went through my magic phase. Yeah. I was like five. I, I, I went through it like twice. Like, yeah. when I was five, and then when I was like 18 or whatever, or 25. I don't remember how old I was. But anyway, I had a couple of tricks on me set up. A couple of tricks in my wallet like three in my pocket and like however many I could do with a quarter. Never leave home without a magic trick. Well, at that time. Well, me. I mean, it may have helped this situation out because <laughs> I laugh. The cops checking my pockets. He's like, "Will you empty your pockets out?" And I'm like, "Oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. What am I going to tell this fucking cop?" Like he's I was like, "Look, I'm not on do heroin or anything. I got a spoon in my fucking pocket." It's for a magic trick. He don't say nothing. He just looks at it, whatever. I put it back in my pocket. And I, I, I have no idea what was going through his head, but when he gets over to my friend who's driving and he's asking him into his pockets, I heard him, I heard him over there. I was already in cuffs, hands behind my back. Cause they were gonna go, we had to sit down on the curb for like two hours while they did whatever the hell they do. But I heard him. And he was like, the big dude over here, what's, what's he got the spoon in his pocket for? <laughs> and, I, and I heard my friend be like, like a magic trick or something. <laughs> so, actually, while I'm sitting there, one of the cops, they're all standing around. And I realized this at the time, that most of them are younger than I am at this time. That was really like, ah, that sucked. And uh, the dude, one of the cops goes, are you the one that does the magic tricks? <laughs> I was like, he was like, why don't you get them handcuffs off? It was <laughs> something, something to such as, and I was what like, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was fucked up. Uh, it was a bad situation. Well, it, so most people it. tell me that I should have just been like, dude, I was fixing to go into McDonald's and tear some fucking shit up <laughs> with the spoon, but I was just being honest. Well, it's always good to be able to like look back and laugh at the, those fucking. Times. It was not funny at the time. It was a little funny at the time, but like I just thought I was going to jail, so it was like not the kind of funny. Like, the way my guts and shit were feeling, the humor was, 
Yeah. I always went to jail every every time I got busted for weed. And when I was, uh, I'd say between 16 and early 20s, or mid 20s, I did dumb shit. I still do dumb shit, but now I've, I've really kind of calmed down a little bit. But yeah, but when I was young, I did dumb shit. I, I may have, I should have just been walking around with a fucking sign that said, arrest me. You know, and uh, every time something happened, I'd end up going to jail for simple possession. You were a little on the wild side, right? I a little bit. Not 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 too bad. And Did you wake up on people's floors type shit? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh really? Oh fucking man! I, I woke up on lawns. Oh I, lord! There, there was one night. Where I got black, I used to live in Columbia, South Carolina. That's where I went to college at USC. Um, and there was a period of time where um, <laughs> I had this stolen credit card, uh, and there's a statute of limitations which can no longer get me. So Sarah Lawan, sorry, Lawanda Moody. Mm. Um, well, actually, let me back up and say how I got this credit card. Um, freshman year, we had these mailboxes, and uh, I I realized early on that I could wiggle mine open without putting in the code so I came back sophomore year and I would check that mailbox every day and I eventually got this one uh, I would assume I don't want to sound racist but her name was Luanda Moody and um, I'm pretty sure she was black and it was she was definitely a female so I, I got her tax information and uh, I, it had almost everything I needed and I waited and kept checking a couple more days until I got all her information. And this is 2000. This is before computers. I mean, computers, nobody had, nobody, not, barely anybody had home computers. What do you mean all her information? Like you got her social security and her? Address, social security number, date of birth, all the stuff you need. Wow. So I got all that and I filled out a credit card application and waited. And then I got one. So this was, I got her card, kept checking it every day. A month later, it finally came. I activated $1,000 limit, Discover card, which fucking, I don't even know if Discover card's still a card. But you like, can, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but the, I mean, like to use it at a store, I mean, to, if somebody were to look at it, because they didn't even have like the swiping I things. Know, yeah, they, had, they had those, um, the, uh, I'm trying to think what they, they're like, you, they did, um, yeah, a carbon copy. Carbon copy. Yeah, but if anybody were to look at me and look at the name on the card, they'd be like, "You, know, you look like you could be a little under moody." They'd be like, "You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you're going to jail." But um, so I got this uh, stolen credit card, and uh, I couldn't use it a lot of places. So I would get a lot of shit delivered. But my buddy, and I can't tell you right now because he's in, he's a hero. If that's what you want to call like people in the military, no, he's honestly like special forces. But no, he was, he's a fucking hero for sure. No, definitely, and he's a fucking awesome dude. Uh, Chris, you know fucking who you are. But um, he worked at a bar, and he would give me cash back off this credit card. And uh, damn, I racked up some fucking money. I'm trying to think where the hell I, I forgot where I was going with that story before the stolen. Credit oh, you're a bad guy, though. You're just telling everybody how it is. <laughs> oh yeah, the the trouble. Okay, so yeah. one night, one night, I wanted to see what it was like to buy everybody at the bar tons of fucking drinks. Oh, tons so of I, drinks. yeah, just just you know, you see in movies like drinks on me and 
And also, I said I had this fucking stolen credit card, all this money. I was like, fuck it. And I was drinking. I was a really bad alcoholic at this period of time, and I had a girlfriend who was an alcoholic. So we fucking had this huge, just like, just combination of, of alcoholism. Yeah, dysfunction. Thank you. So one night, I got with buying everybody's drinks and fucking drinking shots and tons of liquor and this t today I, I know that I can't drink liquor then it took me a few arrests and a lot of trouble a couple wrecked cars to realize that um, I can't drink liquor is that, is that, so, to this day? Huh? no no really? I'm just saying over years oh, it gotcha. took me like I just I drink beer now uh, and I might take a shot but I can't just drink liquor all gotcha. yeah. so I, I end up getting blacked out alright um I'm trying to stagger home, and I don't live, I mean, more than an eighth of a mile from downtown Columbia. So I'm walking home, I'm trying to knock on somebody's door. I think it's mine. I'm trying to get in the, into my house, and some guy opens the door, and he's like, what are you doing? And I probably said something that was unintelligible, and he's just like, points to go. Uh, next thing I know, I went, I, next thing I know, I wake up. I'm in my backyard. Okay, it was cold as fuck out. I had a leather jacket on the night before, which had all my money and a money clip and shit. Uh, my jacket's gone. My money's gone. This is before cell phones, so I didn't have that. Uh, so I start the day in a oh fuck kind of uh, mode. So I go walking down the street to find out what happened and as I'm walking down the street there's a car parked a couple uh, like a block away my leather jacket is just sitting on top of somebody else's car in somebody else's yard somebody no, nobody touched it had the money still in it stack of fucking money right in the fucking thing but I have a, a million nights just waking up fucking in places I don't know fucking people's houses I don't I remember one time did you get in trouble trouble for what I thought this was going to involve the police at some point oh no, no good I <laughs> well I mean you want to hear a, a law enforcement one uh, yeah where you I, got one do you know I own a telephone pole right <laughs> no yeah. you had to buy one yeah now they actually cost nine hundred dollars, and there's one up, one uptown on Main Street. I could I could I could show you. That's mine. You own that fucker. I ended up fucking. I was I blacked out. Somebody gave me a bunch of tequila and probably some uh, pharmaceuticals. I had just turned twenty two, and uh, the funniest thing is I was coming in a completely wrong direction of where I should have been coming home that night. But I was listening. I was listening to David Gray. Uh, please forgive me. Oh yeah, and that's a song. If any song will uh, put you to sleep, that's it. Oh, yeah. So I'm driving, and I don't remember this. All I remember is a crash, and then I'm in my car's embedded into a telephone pole. It's three thirty in the morning. I try to reverse the airbag. The airbag goes off. I'm burnt. You're alive. I'm alive. I'm trying to reverse it to get the fuck out of the scene. I was just sober enough to realize that I needed to leave. And the car was so embedded into the telephone pole, or vice versa, I couldn't reverse it. But every time I turned it in reverse, uh, the horn and everything started going off, the alarm system. So I just get up and walk off, all right? This is how drunk I am, though. 
An hour later, I come staggering back down the road. Ever, and this is in a pretty populated area, it's Main Street. Um, every every um, EMS, fire department, you know, ambulances, everybody that was in the neighborhood, cops, they're all around this car trying to figure out where is this driver. Right. And then this asshole comes stumbling, walking right past them at 4 a.m. And this is a place people really don't even walk down the street during the daytime. And uh, they just looked at me and were like, hey, maybe it's that guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went straight to jail for that one. Well, they would have figured out it was you originally, right? Yeah, well, um, I could have. So like, your car could have been stolen? You want to hear the, uh, the funniest part is that, of that is uh, we, I have a friend that's a cop who, after that had happened and I was walking down the street, he drove by and told me to report the car stolen. Yeah. And I just found this out a few months ago. This happened 25 years ago. Yeah. I hated this kid. Yeah. And I just found out that he did be like the biggest solid and tried to help he me. He tried out. to help you. But I was too fucking blacked out drunk. If you'd have went home and reported it stolen, you'd have been golden. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Well, it but, was, you know. Yeah, but I did, Jesus Christ, I have a million of those stories. But I, you know, this is really more like I'm telling you my stories. That's fine. Uh, I, I'm interested because regardless, but um, I could. Yeah, I don't have any blackout stories. That's not my style. I never, never did that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're a you're a naturalist. You're a something. Yeah, no, no I, I have a fear of like waking up in a strange place. No, I'm saying you're, you're you're an herbal guy. Oh, you're yeah. Not, you're not a drinker. You're, no, you're, no, no, You're no. a smoker. Well, you know? alcohol's pretty natural, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to just say... I like wine. I didn't want to just say out loud that you blaze like a motherfucker. I'm a, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, I can't keep up with this guy. He smokes like, you know... I don't smoke that much. We just had to stop the podcast, too. I'm smoke. not stopping the podcast. <laughs> you stopped the podcast. <laughs> Like the smoke's gonna break the podcast up or something? No. Well, no. It's it's common knowledge that in studios, music studios, that smoke. Uh, most people don't like smoke in their studios. No, I g generally don't. But, but we're, we're we're safe in here. It's like oh, I'm glad we're safe. Yeah. Okay. Really, I just don't like nobody to go in the booth because it's such a small area, and if they like take something in there, it's just filling up with smoke. And I have for, a problem with that. And for you, you guys that don't know, the booth he's referring to, he has a he has a peep booth in his house. And there's this little guy named uh, David that just, and if you put a quarter into the machines, right, this right. little guy named David right. just comes out and dances. Yeah, he does a little. And he's not around anymore. He, he unfortunately well, was down in Orlando during yeah. uh, this weekend's uh, oh, massacre. Lord have mercy, dude. Yes. Yeah, how about that? Let's go. Let's jump on a ship. Go ahead. We're talking about. I can, I can discuss up. anything. That was some crazy shit. That's man. terrible, man. Fucking 50 people, man. I, I mean, don't like that. <clears throat> I don't. I would. Say, I. I don't think anybody in the world has said I like that yet. Uh, somebody probably liked it. <laughs> somebody did it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not of that mind. I just be a. I know that dude's father was like, yeah, like. He tried to pin it off on the gay thing to begin with. He tried to say it was. You know, he saw two guys kissing the other day, and he was disgusted. And it didn't take long because the guy actually called 911 before he did the shooting. And pledged allegiance to ISIS, and then mentioned the Boston bombers. As a matter of fact, Yikes. so it was just kind of funny. One of my friends was posting about, man, well, let's not let's not blame Islam, let's not jump to conclusions. And then I saw that, and I was like, 
had a show on that real quick. I, I don't like fucking politics. I don't either. You know, but I, I, what I really don't like is fucking the possibility of getting shot. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. And the fact that I, I can't like have a gun uh, legally uh, is kind of disconcerting. But I do, for those of you who are listening, are thinking you can just, you know, Orion, catch is that me, you? catch, is that catch you, me, Orion? Catch me slipping. I, I do carry a bat with the. Is the legacy nails. in the house? <laughs> are you making fun of Ryan Trotty on my podcast? I would never make fun of anybody, dude. Oh my god! What kind of shit is that? We do not do that kind no. of stuff on. The uh, I think maybe what I was trying to say is like, uh, are you being very political right now? How so? That's all I meant. How, what do you mean? How am I being very political? I know. I wish I could have a gun. I'm just saying, I'm a felon, so I can't own a firearm. Oh, don't you just hate those laws? <laughs> I fucking. <do. laughs> and I also want to say that just in case any law enforcement are listening, right. I definitely. Oh yeah, well, I in, definitely. In case any know. law enforcement are listening, I just want to thank my friend for explaining where we are in the world and what we do in the world. Right, we're in California where right. weed is legal. Exactly. And I do not own. I'm f- from North Carolina. But I currently reside here in California. And I do not have any firearms because that is illegal. Absolutely. And I don't speed. And uh, I don't drink on Sundays. I'm a good boy. And any pharmaceuticals that I have, I have a prescription for I only for take them. them through my nose. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Get on the business. Sometimes they recommend them intranasally. Intranasally? Yeah. I think that's what uh, Sir, I think you should, uh, I do believe you need to crush these down intranasally and get it down. <laughs> Why don't doctors do that? They don't, you know, I, I think you should probably... Doctors actually do bring that up sometimes. Um, I know several people that have said their doctor has said it was okay to crush a certain kind of pill, like a, like a Ritalin or something like that. Now, this is not a widely recommended <laughs> Dr. Practice. Feelgood? Dr. Feelgood? Yeah, there's a, doc- you, uh... there's a Dr. Jenkins that also fucking <laughs> recommends shooting Roxy's. Yeah, Dr. Dre, he'll fucking look you up. <laughs> <laughs> With a black meat injection, from what I hear. What? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Is there, was there not rumors going around that Dr. I don't Dre know. was gay? Hell no, right? Yes, there were. There were were t- there? Yeah. I mean, Easy E said that shit in the album and stuff, but I thought it was just like jabs. No, no I, real well, gay I mean, shit. I should not stop because like somebody they talk, sh- Easy talk shit, then he ended up with a fucking needle full of AIDS. <laughs> so. Um, oh, I'm not laughing because of that. I'm just like. So you think AIDS is funny, don't you? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think suffering is cool. There's a few things I don't really think are cool. What else? Uh, really? Like. Fucking yeah, blasphemy, oh, pedophilia, necrophilia. I got pro- I got levels. I don't fucking think her. Yeah. What's wrong? You don't like child molestation? <laughs> exactly. There's just certain is, things. You're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Jesus. <laughs> These hey, days. Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, indeed. Yeah, I got. There's th- There's certain things I don't think are uh, topical to joke about and stuff. And so I just don't fucking fuck with them. All right, I hear you. Other than that, it's a tough sell. A child molestation is a tough sell. Yeah. And like the the whole thing about the rape that you know, comedians were fighting that one for the past couple months. You know what I found out recently? What's that? 
I can't say any names, but recently there was a scandal. Reese Witherspoon. Recently there was a scandal at the local middle school where the band teacher was having relationship with his 13, 14 year old student. And she was kicked out of the school. This just happened recently, right? Did you see the one on the news about the hot chick that got impregnated? No, no, this is like... No, what, what happened? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're <laughs> fucking interested. No, I mean, it's all over the news. She was a... Um, I don't think it was... I don't know if she was in middle school or high school. I think it was high school. Uh, she was banging hot. Right on. Fucking banging. Ooh. I mean, I'd hit it. If Man. I would... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when you get so... You get me excited when you get so close to the mic. No, but, um, you know, like, she's like one of those chicks, like... She's so hot that, like, if she had herpes, you'd probably still hit it with a oh, condom. Oh, no, no, no. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay. But, um... Is it loud? Yeah, I mean, you're fucking deep-throating the fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, but she's fucking... She was so hot, but they can't release the picture of the younger kid, so I just, just want to see. But apparently, like, she banged him a couple times, and she got knocked up. Oh. So, it's crazy. But what kind of a fucking pussy? I mean... I don't know. It's fucked up. You know, it's definitely really fucked up if a guy teacher is fucking, like, a young kid. You know, a, a young woman. But, dude, if you're a fucking 18-year-old kid, and you're... You're not a kid if you're 18. Let's right, be real. If you're a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, but still, you're horny. You're trying to fuck... Oh, you want it to you're happen. You're trying to fuck... But anything. as an adult, you're I supposed to... I know the morality well, thing I'm just has saying. to be there. Obviously. But, I mean, that's... It's fucking awesome. I don't think I have a problem... With a 15-year-old boy having sex with the 30-year-old teacher. Or, or the 15-year-old girl with the... I don't think... I don't know. I, it's, it's equal to me. But I don't think a teacher... I don't think somebody who puts themselves in right. that position should be the that. Right. I mean, that can happen, no, right? No, what gets me is like the, the, the most of the time they get caught is because the, the kid comes out and says right something. of course because it's dude, right. I mean if I was what you think if I was getting blown by some fucking hot ch like it sucks because uh, there weren't really many hot teachers in our high school who was who was the hottest suit for you oh man there was three like for mine like the only person I could even jerk off to thinking about was like Miss Barefoot and she's Barefoot right Dawn yeah, White do you, you remember Miss White no I don't sweet little blonde hair Miss Chapman, I thought she was. What was the the redhead's name with the weird German name? Oh, there's a Schwaska. She she it? was brown hair. Yeah, yeah. She I didn't like like her, but uh, I thought Miss Chapman was hot. And uh, just you know, just side note, Miss Chapman, if you're fucking divorced, I'll fuck you. Miss like, <laughs> Barefoot was hot. Yeah, and Miss Barefoot, I see you jogging every once in a while. I'm not jogging. You're like walking and shit, and you. You fucking cut your hair. You got like mom hair now. That's whatever. I need. I know. Well, she's Whip. probably a mom. She she's she's like fuck it. She got like a lot of kids. So I'm just saying you don't right. to, you don't have to let yourself go. <laughs> women the women women go through that 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 they want they want change and they want you know they they get lazy. They don't want to fucking have to deal with the hair. You, you most chicks look hotter with fucking longer hair. I mean, but anyway, Miss Burford, I still see you out there trying to keep it fucking tight, and you know, I just want to let you know that Eric would probably still bang that shit. She used to call me Erica. She's like, she said I walked like a girl. I was like, well, that is the best compliment a teacher could possibly give you. <laughs> I always thought it was cool. 
I don't know why. <laughs> she called you a girl but and he, said you walk like Here's what? the thing. She, she didn't call me a girl. She said she said something about my walk one day, and she was like, I see. And I was like thinking, but here's the thing. In high school, I realized that I sort of walked like a duck. And Jason Sellers, real good buddy of mine, walked uh, like a duck. Yeah, so there's there's two. There's one where your feet go together where it's pigeon. It's and, this way and then, for me. And right. Yeah, I do the duck too. I noticed that, and I purposely would put one foot in front of it all the time. Do you know how they correct that? No. When you're younger, they make you wear your shoes on the opposite feet, and they'll correct it. Wow, that makes sense. You can start right now. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. I overcame it. I mean, you won't you won't be able to stop waddling, but right, right, right. Now we need sound effects. That That's what I'm saying. Like we have the access for a line in, right. so we can just pull up whatever sound we want. Or we can just I, like hire Chump to just be there in the camera and go. Did you say Chump? Chump, Chump, whatever the fuck his name is. Anyway. I'm just joking. I know you guys are friends. I don't. I don't. I'm friends with everybody. You may. You may offend me from anything you say. <laughs> okay. I'm here to fucking make more, even more enemies. <laughs> I don't. I don't like enemies. You know. Me neither. I don't, I don't like, like. I don't like negativity. Right. I don't. I'm, I'm that way for sure. Right. Like I understand, and, and you have to understand. Cool. As a stand-up comic type of cat. I appreciate you. There has to be a little bit of negativity. You just have to look at it a certain way. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I only want positive vibes. Right, but from the from a from a jokes standpoint, it's not really negativity. It's just sarcasm. That's what. But some people take it the, the wrong way, or they just don't see it that right, way. Right, right. Well, there's a huge difference between like promoting negativity just in your everyday life, and I'm I'm about. I always wasn't, and it's hard to be positive. <laughs> well, it's hard to say. It's hard to be positive when you're like, yeah, fuck that person. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, he's being, you know, take him or leave him, fuck that fucking guy, or take him, you know, whatever, fucking get the fuck out of here. I love it. <laughs> All people. <laughs> no, but I've, I've been trying to, I've really been trying to make changes and be, like, a little bit better, you know. I see that in like, most people these days. Really? You're getting older, man. You yeah, just, yeah, most you don't people wanna... realize it. You know, most Our friend people. Casey, last yeah. time he was here, he was totally on some of that. Yeah. Positive vibes, though. I talked to him the other day. He was wanting to figure out how to uh, do some DJing or mixing after I had posted that thing. Mm -hmm. That little, my, so, my, man, my, you got to show me how to do that stuff. My, my little garbage award. I want to shout out to the Gucci Man fan site that did the top 10 best mixes of pills. Somebody uh, found one of Damien Rockin' D's songs and put it on a page like that one time. Nice. Yeah, it was like the best hip hop, so, hip hop shit. For for people that don't know, um, Rock Indeed, his real name is Damien. This is Eric's cousin. Yeah. Um, way back in way the day, back we're in talking the 90, Yeah, around there. Um, the shit originated back when we were kids, though. Yeah, Eric had uh, pretty much kind of. You can kind of explain what you did. Uh, with that project, yeah, <clears throat> my cousin, who has a unique sounding voice it's real high pitched he always fashioned himself as a rapper when we came up he thought he was a rapper and he had this imaginary friend named Tex that he would always refer to are you to. serious? I really didn't think that he thought he was a rapper oh yeah not I, really I, I just thought he was like a redneck he was I mean we came up at a time when rap just came right like Run DMC all that, that so he, he didn't think he was a rapper but we would do that as a joke 
Right. It was a joke, completely, because right. everything we would say would be fucking ridiculous. Right. There was no substance whatsoever, just joke, just funny. Yeah, but then you started making. Yeah, good well, beats. You know, around 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 2002, when I built this place. This place is in, as in his studio. The studio, um, brick by brick, all by myself, build it up, and. Uh, Shout out to Stan Crawford. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, I, I got all this new equipment that I had some money saved up for, and um, I'm, I, I thought, what can I do? I wanted to put something out. I wanted to have a whole project or something. And my cousin was visiting at the time when I got all this new stuff, and he's kind of helping me figure it out. And we had one of our little sessions. I took an old Kenny Rogers song with, and chopped it up, put a beat on it, right? And we had fun with that shit, right? And then I realized, well, I can do this with every fucking country song that's ever been that we grew up with. So. And they were great. They were funny. And this I, is the kind of stuff that on like radio stations like they would play uh, you know as jokes you'd hear like stuff oh like man this. yeah it, back in the day this, those would have worked out just yeah. fine on the oh, they, radio and they probably still would still oh, probably still would work you know maybe. as a joke and novelty shit yeah 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 totally but yeah I took and we think we did like all together we did maybe 20 tracks where we took all the greatest uh, country songs and, and southern rock songs too uh, some CCR in there so it wasn't all just country right. but just remixed them on. I mean, I've heard, I've met people from Florida, as far down as Florida, who had heard of it before, didn't know me. I met them through some other people, and they were talking about that they listened to that out, and that shit blew my mind. Rock like, and D. I can't even around, make, I can't record anything that gets any kind of recognition. Some shit I did as a joke when I first started lives on, and people still want to hear that crap. <laughs> I, I call it crap because it was a joke, but. Right, I have right. a certain amount of respect for that shit. Yeah, but it was, you know, definitely a lot of talent in it. Yeah, but Rock and D. It was an interesting idea way back when. Uh, yeah. I probably could have done something with it. Here's the thing. When I listen to it now, uh, I see, I mean, it could have been so much tighter, still with the same impact, but it could have been a lot tighter, you know? It was really raw and, like, lots of mistakes. Well, I mean, you're, you weren't. But that's well, with all due respect, you were not gonna, you're not trying to get like a record deal. Right, or, or, it, that didn't matter. I, I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be received like, wow, you're really good at that. Right. Which people still were like that, but right. I personally didn't feel like I did as good like, as I could. Right now, seeing that, I think about that video today, and that could be like a YouTube video that could, you know, have millions of views. You know, which one? Any, any, like if you made a funny oh. video to go around with, along with those rock and D videos, that would be cool. I would like or the rock and D songs. That's the only way I'd like to approach that again. Yeah. Just, well, it's, shit, they're still there. Yeah, still, they're there. Just, just make a really. You wouldn't even have to do much except show but your. I cover. thought about re-recording the whole thing, like reproducing everything and being rock and D myself. Fuck. And I was like, no, no, no. Just it. film, film your cousin just walking down the road. It's, it's literally. I would, but I, he, I can't. His people, I can't get to him anymore. Or send him to a black club. Send him to a black club? Yeah. He, he works at the Comedy Zone in Greensboro. I would not. I mean, it may have a lot of um, African American oh, yeah. patrons, it's, it's, but it's I'm a saying, white club. I'm talking about sending him, him to yeah the hood. Yeah, like <laughs> like he was rabbit or something from fucking eight months. Oh no, that's not the way to go. <laughs> Although he did do a song with one of my. Hardcore rappers from out of here. 
That's his favorite song. He always wants to hear that one. Right. It's like one of my least favorites because I always told him, like, it's not real. Like, this is a character. But he wanted to like pose for the album. He like, wanted to be like, that. like, hey man, we're making fun of you. We're not. Oh, kind of. I mean, yeah. We, we, like, but people aren't gonna like us. Like, people are gonna think we're retarded. Like, come on, don't act like it's cool. <laughs> that was my point, and like, so we could never get together on that. Oh well, man. Yeah. It's kind of like you know when me and you tried to work together, and you just kept pushing me to the back. You were like, "Your music don't matter." <laughs> I still deep. love you though. Do I really do that? No. <laughs> wow, you don't even know. No, well, well no, like I, well, I, no, I mean, I know I, I have a hard time collaborating because I just like to do what I want to do. I mean, like I'm just honest. I'm not. Saying I mean, you know, my stuff. That's Gene Simmons. If I ever heard it. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please don't. Hey, hey, to that guy. I, I'm sorry. That he's an awful, awful human being. Oh. But, but his views on music are similar to yours. How so? <laughs> you just said it. Really? You like to do what you like to do when you, when you like to do I'm, it. You know, no, but it's just like I have a hard time collaborating. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer just that, you know, have complete well, control of everything. I guess my everything. favorite thing that me and you have collaborated on was just a song you wrote, but you played on it, so, which was cool. And that could happen a million times as Speaking far as I'm Speaking of which, after we get done with this, I have another song. I actually wrote another whole song. I'll let you hear it. Absolutely. Listeners. You can't, like, play it for the listeners? <laughs> I don't have my guitar with me. Oh. Uh, and we're, you know. We're, we're somewhere where there's no guitars, so I know. I Unfortunately, we're in a studio, <laughs> and there are not 27 guitars hanging on the fucking wall. No, but. Don't make me laugh like that. It sounds listeners, ridiculous. Listeners, sorry. You're not going to get to hear any of this shit today. Well, I get to hear it. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. So, uh. <clears throat> I got these hard little blocks of cocaine, and I want to. You say hard little blocks of cocaine? That I want to crush up. But uh, I have, don't have a crusher. You got a crusher on you? <laughs> if you've got cocaine to crush, I could improvise. <laughs> you don't do that drug. That drug is old school. It's it is boring, and I'll tell you the truth. Um, it was about a month ago, and uh, I went out with some friends, and we, we played trivia, and I, I drank a bunch of liquor. What's like I told you earlier, I don't like to drink liquor. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do yeah, that. I had a couple Jack and Cokes, and I was feeling good. We, uh, we, we won in trivia for having a really funny name, and we did really good, and I was fucked up. So when we left, everybody went home, and I went out to some, um, like, I guess his occupation is drug dealer. Um, you know, sometimes people call us people they're friends, but we're not really friends. He's just a drug dealer, right. Jay. He's not. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I just called him up and was like, "Do you have any white girl?" Because uh, that's one of those clever terms that. Oh people, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." So I went out there and uh, tried it again. It had been years since I tried his shit, and it was awful. It wasn't fun. Mm. You know, you know. Uh, for, Did you feel like you were in a trailer park? No. I Were was you actually, actually in the trailer park? No, I was in the house. Okay. It was a trap house, though. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so I was sitting, sitting in a, a round of um, a group of, I mean, cool. I mean, not like. Absolutely cool. No, like, I, like the guy I get the shit from. He, like, he's, he's a cool guy. I get along with him, but he had a bunch of other people in there. And it's just a trap house. And I'm just sitting there doing key bumps, watching them um, either play 
Xbox or were watching videos and I was just making fun of the videos they were watching because it was like fucking terrible modern like the the worst modern rap that you can think of oh, like uh I'm trying to think of somebody off the top of my head uh we were just talking about it outside but we didn't mention somebody in particular um anywho so are you talking about Gucci man <laughs> no no he I mean he worse than that um oh, worse than that yeah well he sucked and the funny thing is about that that um that mix that I got put on that top thing, I had ne- never heard the original song. I had just downloaded a pack of acapellas. Like, I think I got them for you, like 2,100 acapellas. Right. So I just took the acapella and right. made a beat to it. You did your thing. And, uh, there was some clever shit there. Yeah, but, but that song is awful. So thank you, thank you, guy that put my fucking mix on there, but yeah. that is an awful song, Gucci Man. You have an awful tattoo on your face and your fucking. That song sucks. Yours dick. was my favorite. I listened. I don't watch scan through all of them. You know, yours was my favorite. So he he was onto something with that. I appreciate. He was looking for the best mixes of that track. Yeah. Anyway. But let me guess the name of your trivia group, the Butter Knives. <laughs> no, it was. I'm not a doctor, but I'll look anyway. Oh. I won that. And the last time I played trivia, I won for best name, and it was um, the uh, what was. Uh, it, that, that whole scandal that was in Penn State, there was Lou Paterno, the other guy. Oh, I can't think the of him. molester, um, making fun of molesters. Yeah. You like that shit. Um, Do I like it? I don't no, like, I'm saying you I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, what the fuck is his name? It Chris was, Hansen shit. Fuck, Maybe. what is his name? Uh, Peter File? No. Uh, hold on, hold on. You're on the computer. Hey, hey Mr. Fowl. Producer, look it up. Okay. Um, Jenny, uh, Go up to the computer and type in those words on the website, whatever it is. Yeah. You know how the kids do. Uh, the, yeah, the rapist from Penn State, uh, Lou Paterno's guy. That is Eric uh, using his both of his index fingers to type like he's from 1982. I know that. Yeah, Jerry Sandusky. Sandusky! Yeah, the name of the uh, our trivia team was the uh, Jerry Sandusky Shower Party. And for you that don't know, he, uh, besides molesting and raping a lot of ch- children... He liked to take showers. He, he got caught uh, molesting his one, or probably way more than one, uh, kid. He used to do it in the showers to the point like they were bleeding and oh, uh, oh, it was Lord. real bad. And uh, obviously that makes for a great fucking joke. Not really. Anywho. Not really. That's a fucking... Yeah. I like dark humor, but just uh, there's a lot, I think. There's this comedian, Anthony Jesselnick. You ever heard of him? Love him. He's Love got him. so talented. Oh, he's got And he's some mean as fuck. Great, but he's got some great ones, man. Yeah. Some great ones. Yeah. Some of them do go too far for me, but obviously they would. I don't, think there, I don't think there is too far. I'm sure there is. Yeah. But you want to hear, here's one that's too, in timing, as far as like, if there's an incident that you make fun of, you know, some people say too soon, that whole deal. There was yeah. a really funny one. Remember Susan Smith? She was from South Carolina. Yeah, I remember. She drowned her kids. I remember. Um, I'm talking to people. I know. I'm, I'm remembering. Uh, everybody, Eric remembers lots of things. I remember. <laughs> so, um, you know, this crazy bitch uh, just all of a sudden drives three of her kids into a fucking lake, right? Yeah. And uh, the next day, uh, this comic from Boston goes on stage, and he was just talking. He was like, you know, Susan Smith... You know, it was like real tragedy. It was like, it really wasn't. Because those, those fucking kids, they were horrible. They didn't eat their peas. They didn't put up their blocks. They deserved to die. I remember, And, yes. and he fucking, you know, 
and yeah, that I think that's that's too far. I just think it is. I yeah, mean, yeah. There's in. I mean, listen, it's just you can laugh about that in a group with your friends, right? Because like, there's humor to it, but at the same time, like, you don't want to be that insensitive to like. Right. Well, yeah. Um, making fun of dead kids probably not. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Unless they're bad kids. Innocence. Yeah. Innocence is nothing that you want to take or joke. About. You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't like that. It's a line for me. I hear you. I hear you. But. But yeah. I can make those kind of jokes, and and I and I have to check myself. Yeah. Because I can. I, my I, mind can go there. I just. I. I just do it to. I just want to get a reaction out of people. Yeah. I used to post shit like that all the time just to see how fucking disturbed I could make people. I think people. the point is I'm not some kind of machine that wants to get a reaction. I too have reactions. I'm not outside that realm. Like I'm just going to live life and get reactions from people. No, I have a reaction point too. And that's like a gag reflex. It's like there's just a line and I don't know how to describe that line. I just know... Something's well, uncomfortable. Well, I mean, well, if you have the, the gag reflex, you just got to learn how to open your throat. And <laughs> take, take, of course, of course, of course. I'll deep throat this fucking microphone. Whoa! I think <laughs> I think we just clipped, sir. I got red lights fucking coming out. Oh shit! We own another light pole. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. But Jeselnik, fucking great comedian. There's something about him, like. He his his demeanor. He's uh, if if there were such a thing as like a like a, an evil human, right? I could see him being it. Absolutely, like, but I, I you know at the same time I love that about oh, it. Me too. It, that air of like uh, you're all pathetic losers or whatever. Right. That shit's awesome. I don't. Yeah, go yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> you know? I would like to see. I'd like to see him in in just everyday life. Like him at Starbucks ordering. A oh, that, yeah, that's what he should do—a show like that where he's just deadpan everything. Yeah, imagine. Amy, well, imagine Amy Schumer's got a show. You know, she's in her fourth season and is still going strong. Really? I haven't followed my. It's on. You know, we Comedy talked Central. about she got in that trouble, where some of her writers were like borrowing sketches from Mad TV and shit. Yeah, was it just her writers or her too? Because I've been hearing. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the story was that her writers would, but I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, if they're good, if they're good employees, they'll take the fucking fall for it, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard to come up with 100% original shit, man. You know this comedian John Dory? No, I don't think so. Oh, he's brilliant. Where would I know him from? He did a Comedy Central special. Okay. Is he, you're not on any he's shows? On, he's on, like, I've seen, yeah, he's in something. CSI. He's on Amy Schumer's show. CSI Cincinnati? No, he's on, he's on Amy Schumer's show, and he's in a new, like, Cranberry commercial He's the dude with a beard and cranberry commercial anyway. Good for him. Hey, doing it, right? <laughs> anyway, his stand-up was brilliant. It was amazing. It, he just went places. No way goes. He calls his sister up and involves the audience. And he does this joke about Hitler. And he's like, he goes into the, like he's going to do an impression for, of Hitler. For everybody at home. That, like, <laughs> for everybody at home, Hitler was this fella. No, oh. the, for everybody at home. You don't know how fucking the the size of a smile on Eric's face when he started talking about Hitler. I don't like no fucking Hitler. Uh, he had, bad, he had bad problems, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, he ate. Huh? <laughs> no, oh, he said he had problems. He had some problems. Yeah, he had yeah, some he anal problems. <laughs> Other than that, he was okay. <laughs> Fuck that. Where was I at? What was I saying? I am completely lost. Hitler. 
<laughs> you started talking about Hitler, and then you started smiling. <laughs> wait, wait, oh yeah, John Dory, the comedian. <laughs> he starts talking. He does his joke about Hitler, and he's like, "How fascinating that might have been to to see him like do his thing," and he goes, and "What is this thing?" <laughs> This is what's funny. Commanding the whole the audience is a little bit. The whole audience is a little bit. They're like, "What the fuck is this dude talking about?" Right. Right. And he goes to do the impression of Hitler, and he's like this Asian guy. And he's like, "You come to Germany." I can't do it, but that I like that type of humor too, where it's just over the top silly. Right. 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 John Dory. Was it was the Asian guy supposed to be like a travel agent or something like uh, trying to get people to come over? Was that no, 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 no. He didn't know. He just did the. He just did Hitler as an like, Asian like, man. Like imagine, like a Hitler um, doing like a promo for Germany. Like, come on over to Germany. You must come to Germany. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I think he does do that. Something like that. We should look it up. We we love the Jews. <laughs> we love the Jews. They're the chosen people. <laughs> he does say some shit like that. We have beautiful beaches and wonderful camping. <laughs> <laughs> but the air quality might be a little bit strange. I don't know exactly what fucking accent I just hit there. A little bit strange. It's the little Adam bit. Sandler a a foreigner. That's oh, the Adam Sandler foreigner. Speaking of him, have, a little bit strange. Have you seen? Have you seen the Do Over? Yeah. The funniest. I, I. When was the last time I saw you? It's been a few weeks. Maybe. Okay. So we didn't talk about that. The funny. Uh, there's no spoiler. Who gives a fuck? It's a Sandler movie. There's not like it. a huge fucking plot but um the, there's a fucking threesome scene with Louise Goose oh yeah that David was Spade and some <laughs> random chick yeah. it's kind of hot the funniest thing I mean you, if you don't like Louise Guzman who's who's really just he just came out as being like the world's uh, 3617th most interesting person um, if you don't like Louise Guzman then you gotta go fuck yourself. And stop listening. Absolutely. He's the best. Go fuck yourself. So it's a it's a threesome and it's a devil's threesome. Which, it is the devil's threesome. Which it, um, it involves two men and a woman. There you go. And uh, oh, it's fucking great. It's, it's so a, great. It's very funny. If you're not gonna watch that movie, just fast forward to the threesome scene. You see Louise Guzman's hair balls. Looking at me. Yeah. Oh my god! I Sauce, forgot. I sausage, that from my head. sausage delivery. <laughs> So fucking funny. So fucking funny. Uh, you don't think that was a prosthetic? Some fake shit? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Last time I checked his real balls, it really... That's what I'm saying. It really Did you real. see the Brothers Grimsby? Mm, no. Oh, it's all over the place. What? The, lots of fucking Lots testicles? of weird testicles. Giant elephant dicks. Just a bunch of... All right, folks, we're going to put pause right now, and uh, we'll be back after we watch this. We'll be this. back after we watch this, and then pause and come back. This is, Whew, that, was, that was pretty, that was amazing. This has been Urinal Cake Confessions. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so you said the, this is the Brothers Grimsby? The Brothers Grimsby. Hmm. It's the new Sasha Baron Cohen. Ah, okay, so you should you should have started off by oh, saying that. Oh, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, you just gonna need to know that. Yeah, that's... It's, he's, it's the one, it's, it's more hardcore than anything he's done. Jesus Christ, that guy, he goes for it. I'm stretching my back. I don't have a, a, a back on my chair, people. Um, my, my, 
uh, what would you call co-host over here is sitting in a fucking lounge chair, leather, a leather lounge chair. Bound in human flesh. And I'm sitting on a futon with a... Um, Bound in human with, flesh. With a fucking laptop bag as a fucking backrest. The laptop bag is actually face skin. <laughs> he puts the lotion in the laptop in the bag. Laptop. Welcome to Germany. <laughs> I heard uh, to break a change subject. I heard Tarantino was next film was going to be a horror film. Ooh, I'm interested. I like that. I, I hope I'm done with the Kill Bills. Yeah, uh, he's not going to do that again. I know. I'm just saying that with that that kind of that vibe. There ain't going to be no kung fu probably ever yeah. again. Maybe. Thank yeah. God. Uh, maybe, you didn't like I, the I like, movies? No, I love those movies. Yeah, I like Assassin shit, but that was too much fucking karate. That was a comic shit. book or something. Yeah, that, I like. I don't that. like anything based on fucking comic books. No, I mean, it wasn't a comic book. I don't think. <laughs> what I mean is the movie. Both of those movies are just like a. They're a little different experience than than, than oh, his other movies. I understand. So I'm I'm excited about this. Can you? Is, do yeah. You, uh, do, uh, do, no. do you know anything? Like all I know wise? is that he said that it was going to be. He was only going to do it if he could make it, like, scarier than The Exorcist. Oh, Which shit. says to me... he's gonna, It's going to be a real murder. <laughs> no. It's going to be a snuff it says film. to me it's going to be probably my least favorite Tarantino movie because it's going to have to involve... Uh, Michael Madsen and uh, Steve Buscemi. No, I, I hope it all fucking... they got to be there. Everybody needs to be there. I just got watched. I got done watching Downey Brasco yesterday, which is great. Oh, that's great. No, I, no, I love watching. That makes me the biggest uh, idiot in the mafia. Where you at? Fucking, <laughs> fucking. Love it. Uh, they always play good gangster movies on Sundays uh, on regular TV. I don't know if you ever noticed. Um, my favorite. There, it's always The Departed, uh, The Town, Donnie mm. Brasco, Goodfellas, mm. Mm. Casino. Always on all fucking good. regular TV, even though all they bleep they bleep out all the good shit, but you know, great stuff. But I was watching Donnie Brasco and fucking Michael Madsen, man. You can't fucking you can't beat him, man. He's a fucking he plays the same character in every. But, but that's what you need sometimes. That's the movie yeah. where he's like, oh, that's the guy. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's a he's a badass. He is. Uh, I like him in most things. I like him every time he's with Tarantino, but every... every I, thought, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say undressed. No, every fucking body that's in a Tarantino movie is better when they're in a Tarantino movie. You I, get I, what I'm saying? Like, I, I love Samuel L. Jackson, I, but... I agree. Like, he's just like... He's light-flavored stuff until he's yeah. in a Tarantino movie. You, you know who I could... Um, here's, a, here's a question to you. Um, if... You know, there's the same kind of group of actors that are in a lot of his movies. Uh, I have my own answer. Um, if you could get rid of one person that's in a Tarantino rotation, who would it be? So it's got to be somebody that's in there a lot. Because yeah, well, preferably I mean, not just once. Um, dude, you're gonna hate me for this. Why? My my uh, mother's never been in one of his movies. It's Michael Madsen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I don't hate you. Not no, for, no. not for that. No, well, you know he was supposed to be in Pulp Fiction, right? 
Uh, what would no? He was supposed to be in Pulp Fiction. Who was he going to be? He was going to be the John Travolta character. They changed no, him. Wow. They changed John Travolta's name <clears throat> from whatever to Vincent. Right. And just made him his brother. Well, fuck. Actually, I mean, Michael Madsen. I, I would. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yeah, of Madsen. course. Fuck yeah, of course. Because Travolta. I mean, he, he kind of he played it money, but he did, bro. He. He is not a gangster. Cause he not he. I mean, he's a little bit gay. He's gay, man. He's gay. To him, he's totally gay. That's fine. I mean, but, but I'm saying but you can that. see that. That's fine. You can see that when he acts, even as a hardcore gangster. It don't matter. That's what made him Jules or what was his name? Uh, fuck. Okay, there's Jules and you're the producer, man. You need to have Google up. Bam, like that. No, right? You're looking at Facebook, all these dudes friend requesting you, like send you cock pics. It's just, it's uncomfortable for the studio. Very unprofessional. Except that 13-inch black cock. That's actually. Pretty oh, you impressive. like that? That was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's Vincent Vega. Fuck! How, how the. Fuck. I mean, that's what I said. You're smoking weed. You're like, you got short-term memory. I should fucking know that off the top of my head. We yeah, well, I, I said Vincent. Both, we both should. I said, you. if you'll back it up, you'll see I said Vincent. Yeah, I, and that's even crazy. You that, just that. said his name, and then we couldn't remember his name. No, no. I, I thought that was Michael Madsen's name. Obviously, it's it's the other way around. And then, oh, man, going back to the Reservoir Dogs, Vic yeah. Vega. That's it. Excuse me, guys. So he's Victor and Vincent. It's the brothers. Gotcha. He just changed that. Yeah. So, so that's well, a different movie. Yeah, it would totally be a Michael different Madsen. Movie. It would have been fine. Yeah, I think. I just wonder uh, what kind of chemistry he would have had with Uma Thurm Thurman because she and Travolta definitely had a lot of chemistry, especially when you get down to that's the Jack, my point. The Jack Rabbit. That's slam. my point. And the fact that he's a little bit feminine. Right. And you know, you want to fuck her, so he must want to fuck her, but he don't really, he don't, he, don't, he knows not to. That's right, he's looking at, oh, never mind. Right, and, and, and you feel like he wouldn't do it, because right. he, you know, he's, he's... What do you think about um, Madsen's, uh, uh, how Madsen's uh, chemistry would have been with, uh, Tar I'm not Tarantino, with... Uh, Uma Thurman. No, 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 Samuel L. Jackson. Not the same. Because those are two fucking straight-up gangster motherfuckers. Yeah. Like. Samuel L. Jackson makes John Travolta have that performance. That's that's why it's a beautiful thing. It's right. like, you've never seen John Travolta like that. Samuel L. Jackson does not hold back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He's just talking to him like motherfucking, like, this is John Travolta, I don't give a fuck. I'm still... And, and what's what's funny to me with uh, Travolta is like when he tries to talk with like a little bit of an urban slang with a little bit of a swag to it. Yeah. And he doesn't really pull it off. No, it's kinda, but it like, makes him it makes the character there. Yeah. Like I say, Michael Madsen wouldn't have had the chemistry. He would have you'd have, he. It might have been harder for you to believe that he's he's holding back on wanting to have sex with her. Like he's fighting it off because he's right. real masculine. Right. Right. Michael right. Madsen. But the dancing scene, the whole right. it's John Travolta, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, then that was like a fucking that, uh, was a that, that was an egg. Like I think they they put that in there just because of Saturday yeah. Night. But um, there was a Michael Madsen movie I'd never seen before, and uh, maybe you can help me out with this. I don't know what the name of it is, 
but it revolved around him and his girlfriend. I can't think of the chick's name. Um, they rob somebody and they have a suitcase full of money, and they're trying to get away. And she tries to she steals it from him, and the whole movie is him chasing her down, trying to get this suitcase full of like a million dollars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't. I vaguely remember that. It's pretty, is it pretty old? Yeah, that'd be... Or, I didn't know if it was... Late 80s, early 90s. one of those, I think it hit Netflix or something. Or maybe it might have been another Gangster Sunday movie on CBS. Unless this is newer than that. No, I think it was pretty... I think it was a little bit older. But uh, he played his same old hard ass. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to have video one day, folks. And you're going to see... You're going to see some of these... These impressions. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good movie. So, yeah, it's Michael Madsen for me in the Tarantino lineup, but, and I can't think of anybody except, and I'm not going to say it because he hadn't been there enough, that's Tim Roth. That's who I was going to say? No fucking way. Four, four, he's great. He's great. He's absolutely great. I love that. I, just, I don't know if it, I just don't know if it's his, his accent. Here's the problem. I don't like British accents. Here's the problem. Go ahead. Every performance he's done in a Tarantino movie, which is, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is, is just two. Maybe three now with Hateful Eight. I, I can't. Is he only in Reservoir Dogs? Four rooms. Four rooms. We can count that, sure. All right, that's why I'm confused then. So he's worked with him twice. Yeah, are you sure it's just that? Reservoir Dogs? Anyway, and I, somebody pointed this out. The performance in The Hateful Eight is him being Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, the one that was in Django and and Inglorious Bastards is the Colonel Landa. Oh, the German guy. Yeah. Oh, he is like he's fu- supposed to be the Tim Roth character, right? Right. Well, like except, Tim Roth. Except Christoph, whatever his name is, he is a talented. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that man. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is of the way he articulates and reads his lines. It's, it's so everything. Fucking amazing. It's everything. Amazing. It's um, it. Tim Roth, he, he's great. He's great. I, I love I'm Tim just Roth. saying, he's just to me that performance. He, though now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, he's the he's the he's the weaker of the links in the uh, Tarantino family film. I don't think he's been there enough. Michael Madsen had to be humiliated like fuck in the Kill Bill movies. See, I I yeah, I, I I guess I how many Kill Bill movies? Two. two. Yeah, I've never watched either one of them all the way through, so I don't know how many characters. You know. Oh, those movies rule, and he rules in those movies. Really? Yeah, when he fucking buries her alive after shooting her with the fucking Tim rock song. Tim Roth? No, Michael Madsen. Uh, he's like, oh, that's right. He's, up, one, of, he's one, one of the brothers, up, right? right? He's one of the brothers. Oh no, he's David Carradine's brother, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and then he's he's that's uh, right. and it's just funny that he's for me Bill's that, brother. For me, that doesn't know anything about it. I do remember that. Like he need, uh, doesn't somebody come to tell him? Tell uh, Michael Madsen like she's alive and she's gonna come kill you and he's like, he's like brother, hey, whatever. And she deserves to kill us. Yeah, we deserve to die. There, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. And I, I, I like him in a role like that because he, he's one of those cats that if he commits to it and says it, it's, you believe it. All right. <clears throat> that's Christoph Waltz. He can be in an over the top performance and still have you like. He's one of the best, in my opinion. That that performance in Inglorious Bastards, I like him in Django. Django, yeah, I thought he was amazing. Yeah, in Django, the dentist. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mesmerized. There's certain people yeah. that just, uh, yeah, and it's, this even goes back. I mean, I'm trying to, it's on the same subject, but I'm changing a little bit. Like, you had teachers that could lull you yeah. um, the way they speak, but there's certain people that speak so articulately, articulately that uh, it captivates at the same time. Like, uh, he's one of those people, he's reading lines. Another person that talks like that is a uh, he's kind of like a he's a philosopher uh, ish uh, new tech guys Jason Silva uh, he does these things on YouTube these little fucking um, two minute shots of awe and they're like quick little espresso shots of knowledge and uh, the way he speaks it's just it's it's amazing so but um, that's the way I feel about that guy when he reads his lines and like English is his third fucking language yeah, and that's may has a, a lot to do with why it's so good. And he speaks like five languages or something. Yeah, remember that scene in New Glorious Bastards where he's they come in, they're supposed to be Italian, and he's like just spitting Italian out to them, and they don't have a fucking clue. I don't remember that part. What? I should have just said like, yes. He's like, oh, "What is your last name again?" He's like, "Gorlami." Gorlami. <laughs> you don't remember that shit? Oh, yeah. You're not a Tarantino fan, really, right? You don't really get into it like that much. Oh, no. I, I, you just love, like, I love his movies, but you know that a lot of movies I watch, the first time I'm normally, like, I might have a little bit of fucking buzz, then I have to go back and watch them again. And that's one of those movies. I haven't really watched the f whole way through sober, paying it more than... 75% attention to it. For real? Yeah, but I it's... I could probably walk through every scene of every movie he's done right now. Really? Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, I've Cult Fiction, Four Rooms, Four Rooms, Django. Yeah, nobody talks about Four Rooms. Hateful Eight. Uh, that's... Four Rooms for me is... Uh, that's where Robert Rodriguez shined. Everybody oh, else has suffered. His I, was the shit. I forgot that he was involved in that project. That yes. Was, was that half, like half and half directing? No, it was four directors. Uh, uh -huh. Amy, whatever, that directed the movie with Jay Maskus at the soundtrack. I can't think. Jay right Maskus did the soundtrack? Yeah, he did a soundtrack to an Amy Anders movie. Wow. So there was four directors. Amy Anders, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and I, I, the other one slips my mind. But Robert Rodriguez shines there. Tarantino's story is pretty cool. And that tension that's built up, all that's good. His might be better on that aspect. But visually and, and story-wise, Robert Rodriguez. Where they find the dead chick in the mattress, the two kids. Right. And they're being, uh, Tim, Tim Roth is a big part of that whole thing. He's having to come back over there. That, that's the best. At that point in time, I thought, it's Robert Rodriguez, dude. He's, he's, he's as good as Tarantino for I've sure. I've listened to so many interviews with him, and he's... For me, uh, you know, I dabble with screenwriting or aspiring, and I recently, uh, you know, got involved with you know, trying to make little films. And listening to how he got started is inspiring He's as fuck. The best. I mean, him and his brothers just started out filming in their backyard, absolutely, and doing everything themselves. And you know, to. It, it's it's not just filmmaking. I mean, it, it goes to show that if you like have drive and you want something to happen, you know, you don't always have to go to school. 
schools would do something. Just do yeah. You just Somebody said it. It's not always masters who make the greatest creations. Sometimes inspired amateurs make the greatest oh, absolutely. creations. Absolutely. You know? It's just as simple as that. You can stumble upon it. You just have to go forward with it. You just have to do it. Yeah. You keep just practicing, doing with you what you love, and it's exactly what he did. Like and you said earlier, I'm going to point out what you were talking about when we took a break. How after you filmed several of these little things, you don't know that shit may all come together in some kind of cohesive, bigger thing. Right. Right. So. Just go. And my thought about that is, you know how like Tarantino, who is known for having non-linear storytelling, well, most of it's shot linear, then he chops it up. So it would be interesting for us to film these little shorts out of order and then put them into whatever we want to do, but maybe even film them out of order, then put them linear, and, you know, who knows. I know this. I can't play with so many characters with this beard because <laughs> it's pretty much, unless I shave it off. Well, if you can go a little bit longer, we can put you in a, some kind of, I could write you a role for a hipster. Yeah. But, uh. Put me in a flannel shirt. Right. All the way up. Some black, uh, horn rim glasses. Yeah. Just being fucking ridiculous. You can, you can borrow my man. Whoa, what the fuck did I just say? You can give me another shot. Yeah, you can borrow my Mac and you can sit at Starbucks and jerk off. Jerk off on your screen. Well, hey, if I'm going to be able to do that, why don't I just go back to the back? Can I get a caramel macchiato to go with the screenplay I'm writing over there on booth number four? Oh, shit. Oh. Are you writing a screenplay? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been writing little pieces uh, of like four, but I recently have started another one. And it's based around this one scene. And it's interesting because last night, what we were talking about, that scene about, um, uh, what the fuck is the line about the Prince thing? Oh, uh, yeah. That whole thing. Shit just hadn't been the same. Or Those two guys. Prince um, well, I started. This is something that happened in college. I went um, to a party with some friends. It was a party where everybody's gonna be tripping, and we didn't know many people. It was a small little get together, and uh, there was just a bunch of kind of like redneck. It was in Columbia, and you know, Columbia's not like it's Columbia's a rather big city as far as South Carolina goes, and uh, most people in Columbia aren't from Columbia. But um, the kids, some of the kids that uh, who were in that apartment were kind of country fucks but there was uh, this one girl who was a foreign exchange student she was French and she was tripping and the girls were making fun of her and she was so pretty and there was a language barrier so she was by herself and tripping and it was just so weird and the, for the whole night or not whole night for like a while I was just like staring at her and I just wanted to like just talk to her and just grab her and just go off somewhere and get, her, get her get her off well I, I I finally made a move to go sit I went and sat and it got awkward because there was no I didn't sit it was like she was in a single chair and it's not like it was a love seat where I could sit down beside her right. I got up and instead of like kneeling down or sitting down or standing I sat on the arm of the chair and started trying to talk but there was a language barrier or tripping 
but I started to write a screenplay around that and us leaving there and uh, trying to tie that into those two guys coming after whoever. I like that scene. In the uh, but in the in the screenplay, um, we, we leave that party because something happens. But those two guys come looking for money for two guys that are at that party that I'm leaving with that French girl. So there's a little bit of a love story in there, and the guy who's... Every, every character that I write ends up being pretty much facet to myself. I hate that. I try not to do it, but... It, well, how are you going to write about something you don't know? Well, you can write little pieces, but it's just every time... Well, if you're going like, to give something character... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, can, you write from experience, but it seems like every time... I just end up just writing about myself. You know, I take these experiences as one thing, but it it almost becomes auto fucking biographical after a while. But anyway, I was trying to tie Dude, that dialogue you were having with yourself earlier about Prince that I read. Yeah. That sounds like right out of my life. I dealt, I've dealt with that conversation many, many times. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, but I'm, I've been working on that a little bit, you know, worked cool. a little bit last night. So, but I'm really interested in the filming too. I just. Want to get my hands in a uh, a little bit of everything. This uh, that guy Jason Silva uh, that I was just telling you about. He was talking about uh, finding your passion. I had posted a little bit about it, and I forget what that thing is called. Where it's uh, you have three circles, and there's a little part in the middle where all three overlap. So in finding your passion, you have three things that you're really passionate about. And in that interlap circle, if you could find something that incorporates all three of those, that's your that's your zone. That's where you'll find your happiness, and where you um, let's see what I fucking have this quote wrote down. Fucking um, that's where you found your that's where you where you turn your passion into purpose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I love mm. quotes. You know, here's another one. Fucking. Creativity is but a conduit for expression. Fucking mm. beautiful shit. Um, you know. Anyhow, try to remember those things, man, because life becomes way too fucking mundane. And when it does, and it sucks. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never ending happiness where you can always see the sun, day or night. And this, my friends, has been Urinal Cake Confessions with Eric Meacham. You don't even know what that's a quote from, do you? No. <laughs> no shit. No, no, no. I, so when just... you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything Will Be All Right. Instead of asking how much your time is left, ask him how much of your mind, baby. Because in this life, things are much harder than in the afterworld. In this life, you're on your own. Do, 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 do. Flying way. So if the elevator tries to break you down, go crazy. Are you punch a higher floor? Is it a song or a fucking? Let's go crazy by Prince. Oh, well, of course I don't know every song by Prince. Oh, I thought that's like one of the three everybody knows. When you when you said quoting, I thought I was. You thought that was a new quoting movies. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I was. Got you. Got you. Got you. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Thanks, guys.
And for those of you who still think we're from England, we're not, no. We put our planes and our trains till we think we might die. Far from North America, where the buildings are old and you might have lots of mimes. Okay. 